listening to Love the Links Golf Radio with your hosts, Brenton Elliott and Bob Baldessari. Love of the links. We have been away for a while. We had such a good streak going, Bobby, where we were ripping off episodes left and right. And I just looked back. Our last episode was was with Vince Burbank back in early May. Uh, so I think the reason is we've gotten busy, which is good after being you know cooped up in the house for a while and not being able to do much of anything. So so it's cool to get back on here. We have lots of guests today, Bobby. It's a full, it's a full field, as we say in golf in a tournament. It's a full field. And Looking you're, good. you're gonna hear some, some good stories from these guys. And speaking of stories, before, before Bobby talks a little bit about his background and stuff, I wanted to share because I got pictures from everybody. So I wanted to share my phone real quick and show you a picture. So bear with me here. So this picture was me at probably three, three years old, I'm thinking. And that was the first time. That's not actually a, a golf club, but my dad was a big golfer. And just like all of you guys, you're, you're either your dad or one of your parents or um, a grandfather is kind of your first influence to the game. So this is, this got me thinking when I was getting all the pictures from all you guys texting me some of your pictures of when you were little kids. And I can't believe how tiny some of you guys were and now how big you guys are. Um, so I'm gonna stop sharing that. And I know Bobby's got a picture uh, when he's, when he tells you a little bit about his background but the whole theme of this this episode is, you know, you guys have been playing golf for a while. Emil uh, and little sis haven't been playing all that long. Uh, Emma hasn't been playing all that long, but they're, you guys are golfing families. And that's what I think one of the coolest thing uh, that, you know, we all get to take part in this game together and in some way, whether you play in a tournament or we see each other at junior league. And it's to, for me, it's just been one of the coolest things the last couple of years seeing seeing you guys grow. Uh, through the game so since you guys don't know Bobby I'm going to kind of tee uh, throw the uh, tee over to him and let him tell you a little bit about his background and his growing up as a golfer. Thank you Brendan uh, yeah Brendan Brendan started me in golf a few weeks ago and it's been a lot of fun he's really really kind uh, he does a great job. Very patient. <laughs> yeah uh, my buddy BE there yeah, I, I was fortunate. I grew up with my dad was a PGA pro. He was 50 member of the PGA America. He passed away a few years ago. And when people say they start golf out of the crib, I don't, you probably can't see this. This is pretty old. Uh, that's me about nine, 10 months old swinging a golf club. Uh, it's, it's, it's faded. It's, it's kind of sad. I wish it was in better condition, but I started out of the, of the crib and Pretty much all I know is golf and the game of golf and the business of golf. And my sisters uh, work in the golf industry. <clears throat> my son is up at Columbia Country Club. This summer he's been working at PJ Golf Club. He's getting into the PJ America. So, uh, yeah, we're a golf family. Um, <clears throat> the neat thing about me growing up with a dad, you know, we were at a private <coughs> club. So uh, I got exposed to a lot of the really neat things about golf, uh, a lot of careers in golf, uh, above and beyond just playing the game. So, uh, for me, it was an unbelievable learning experience. I would be able, I'd be around my friends in middle school, and I remember high school, they weren't around a lot of adults. It was really interesting. I remember talking to them, and we would chat about some stuff, and I was around uh, successful people of, of, you know, older than me and uh, knew how to handle myself in different situations. I just remember my parents, I'd go to the club, and it was got to behave, got to behave, watch your etiquette and all those things. So 
there were certainly a lot of things. We did a lot of fun things on the golf course. My dad might not know of some of these things, uh, but we had a blast. We he, he made it fun all the time. And I don't know that I ever took a lesson from my but I watched him, and I'm, I want to ask all of you as well. Uh, I used to just – I into this day, I like to imitate, and I will see somebody, and I'll imitate it. And I wasn't too much into the structure of where your hands are this way or the swing is this way. But I would say to my dad, you talk about this knockdown shot, and you talk about flighting the ball low. Show me what you did. And I would watch him, and I would imitate. And I would do something, and I go, is that it, Dad? And he goes, yeah, do this. And uh, so I like to imitate all the youth programs I ran. Um, obviously, exceptionally fun. I, w- I wanted you to love the game. Then we'll worry about teaching you the game, if you can follow that. I wanted you to fall in love with the game, and, and you and your parents fall in love with the game. And then we'll get to the, the some of the specifics of the swing and things like that. So uh, that was my mindset. But it was neat to grow up in the game uh, right from the crib. Uh, once in a while, my mother will remind me that I started younger than Tiger, but he was a little better than me. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love the mothers, right? Uh, but it was uh, – I, I was very fortunate the way uh, I could grow up and see the game from the inside. So uh, I, I think this is my most excited I've been for one of our Love of the Links podcast, Brennan, and I, I really do. This is going to be a blast. Yeah, it, it really is when, when we can share – kind of our journeys and you know one thing one thing I mentioned to these kids all the time like I'm thinking of Jaden right now is Jaden's hits the ball really well but Jaden hasn't really decided what he what avenue he wants to go with the game I think he likes hanging out uh with other golfers I think he likes practicing uh well sometimes um and he definitely likes to play but competition isn't his thing and he's a good player and then you, then you got somebody like Brenton who she lives and breathes competition, um, but not – she said she said this the other night on our Zoom call for Junior League, and it was such a cool uh, point that she made is it's, it's the competition of her beating herself from a previous round, not going out there necessarily and trying to, to beat the other players. If that happens, fantastic. And I think if, if all kids could have that same attitude, um, that would, that would be fantastic. But all these kids, Bobby have, have, st- have different stories and different pathways, um, just like you and I have. So w- what I wanted to do, I'm going to throw a couple different questions out there and we'll go back and forth, Bob, like, like we normally do. Um, what I asked some of the kids that were on our, our PGA junior league zoom call the other night is who is your first influence to the game? And I know, for example, Jaden has no influence in his family. And I don't know if him and I have ever discussed this, like why golf? So, Jaden, I'm going to put you on the spot first. So you can, you can unmute. I'll unmute for you because you probably don't want to be unmuted. Danita, can you grab that? It's not working for me. I don't. All right, there you go. So, Jaden, you have – you have nobody in your family that's really a golfer. So why golf? And I got a picture of you that your mom sent. You were, how old was he, Danita? Four? Uh, that's 2000, 2009, 2010, right? So about almost four, maybe? Yeah. So, so why? I mean, and either one of you can answer this. What, what brought you to, to trying the game? Well... Mm, some of my uh, family in Thailand on my mom's side uh, play. Um, but in Thailand, mostly guys, you know. Um, so I haven't had a chance to play. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> I'm just looking through the sport that he might be interested. And then, you know, that's the first thing come to my mind because that's what, what I remember my uncles, my, you know, uh, relative in Thailand playing golf. And, you know, um, so I start looking, but no one take um, younger than seven or eight years old. And then we stumble upon you on uh, your website, you stated, you know, that you uh, take little kids. 
So, and I asked Jen if he wants to try because we have like a toy golf, like a plastic set, you know, when we were, uh, when he was little and he was playing with that and he likes it. So I said, you want to try a real golf? And he said, yes. So that's, that's how we find you and start everything. Jaden, what, what was your first memory of, of golf? Oh, I have no idea. Because <laughs> cool. I'll, I'll, I'll try to jog your memory. You did golf lessons of all places on a baseball field is where we used to do the lessons uh, in Deltona. Uh, and, and Bob, don't let his mom fool you. For any of the kids that remember the, the Golf Academy of America and that putting green that we had in, inside the training room, we used to have this hole called the death hole. Uh, that right behind the hole it would fall off and it's like a 14 on the stent meter and I remember one evening we were wrapping things up for junior league and we we're getting ready to go and Danita sunk like two or three in a row from like 25 feet to the death hole and she just kind of dropped the putter and looked at Jaden and kind of walked out the door <laughs> so don't don't let her fool you the rest of the parents are golfers even even Kevin's gonna say he's not a golfer but Kevin's not bad He's not a bad golfer. Um, so, Bobby, you want to follow up with, with Jaden? Well, you know, Jade, do you play any other sports? Or I know you're gravitated to golf, but are there any other sports you're playing? Um, I don't play any sports to the level which I play golf at. I don't compete in any other sports. So, no. One of the things, uh, when I was growing up in the Boston area, I, I guess I feel a little bit old these days. It's uh, generationally, we played a lot of different in the season. I know a lot of the long-term athletic development, even if you just want to have fun for golf forever, that's just to be well-rounded to play different sports. Even if it's simply not even organized, it's you go down and hit the tennis ball around, go to the basketball court with friends, shoot around. Um, just your body is going through some different athletic maneuvers because I can tell you for a fact, the hockey I played, I played a lot of hockey. There were some crazy shots and crazy situations. I felt like the balance I had in hockey helped me hit some crazy shots. Um, yeah, I hit it off the course. I hit it in some crazy spots. So it's not always down the middle of the fairway. Uh, so I'm always interested about whoever's played or anybody else uh, looking at the screen here, any other sports you played that you're, you know, you're having fun with. You know, Bob, it's interesting because that's a topic we brought up numerous times on the show about – you know, the other sports and how that can play into a kid's development as a golfer. And it, it just made me think about Jaden, who, who hasn't really played much of other sports, but he's a pretty good and pretty accomplished piano player. And that got me thinking that there's things, techniques or the dedication or the practice that you have to have with music that may play into, you know, some of the patterns that I see with Jaden. It's a great point. So let's move on to, let's see, Emil. You ready? Because Emil hasn't been playing that long. How long have you been playing? I've been playing for two years. And he hits the ball like 250 yards and hits these high flops that is like a butterfly landing with sore feet, you know, and he's only been playing two two years. And it's crazy. I, I started to make the comment before that I, when I was growing up, I got to a certain level at these kids age, but I think every single one of the kids on the screen uh, with the exception of little sis, but she could probably beat me in a chipping and punting contest right now. Um, you guys are all play better golf than I did at your age. And, and I'm a golf professional now. That's not saying much about my golf game, but what I'm getting at is, you know, sometimes you guys are hard on yourself uh, as far as how accomplished you are, how, much, how well you've done with the game. But just keep that in mind that, you know, what, what you're doing uh, is compared to what a lot of other kids do. Uh, you're doing good stuff. So, so uh, Emil, you've been playing two years. What's kind of been your journey getting into the game? Because I know your dad really wasn't too big of a golfer either. Um, well, I've, I've played baseball before and I wanted to try out a different sport, 
So one summer I just decided to do golf, like just to try it out. And then I started doing a clinic and that got me into golf even more to want to go into like competitions to compete with other people. You know, Bobby, it's, it's funny. I'm going to bring his dad on here for a second, Ricky. Um, Cause he said a fun, he said a funny story the other night that Emil did like a, a first tee. Was it first tee was what you did first? Yeah, yeah. And you did – well, Ricky, you can go ahead and tell the story. He did, like, one clinic, and he's like, all right, let's sign up for a tournament. And, yeah, so – yeah, we did – he did the summer clinic uh, in July. That was 2018. And uh, it was it was a month long, but it was, like, every Tuesday and Thursday from, like, 5 to 7 or 5 to 7. So the last day – when we're leaving, Emil asks, when is my first tournament? And I'm like, first tournament? Like, <laughs> you haven't really actually gotten lessons. You've just been introduced to golf. And he's like, okay, but if we're going to play, we're going to play. Like, I, when do I get a trophy? How do I get one? What do I have to, like, how many do I have to hit? Um, and his, his journey is actually pretty amazing. Like, in that first year, um, his tournaments were through Little Linksters, and his very first tournament was um, he shot a 71, Max was 72. And I remember him coming off the course, like at the end, like, like actually pretty optimistic, saying, it could have been worse. I could have got a 72. And I, like, I was like, man, okay, that's the kind of attitude you need, you know? Um, but at the end of the school year, like that was August time, by Memorial Day weekend, he shot a 44 on nine holes out at Champions um, Gate, and so you know he he was just he was just determined. Like and I, and something that I was just thinking hearing you guys about maybe Jaden playing, for example, Emil has always been in competitive sports, so playing tournaments for him was like a no brainer, right? Like that was the whole point of practicing was to compete. So, yeah. um, not to say there's nothing wrong, Jaden, about what you're doing. I think it's great just learning a sport and hanging out. But that could just be, you know, where some people's priorities are as far as what they do with the sport. Yeah, and before Bob jumps in with a question, I, I vividly remember that day at Champions Gate when you came off the golf course. And, and Ricky, you were a little emotional. You were, you were telling it wasn't that long ago that he uh, shot a 72 and here he is shooting a 44. And with all of you guys, I there's a handful of of those types of moments that I remember with all the kids on the screen right here, um, which which is pretty cool that I've I got to see the development with with all of you. Uh, Bobby, you got a follow up for for Ricky and little sis too. Well, I guess uh, you know the, the little sis. Um, you know, I'm always fascinating. I used to embarrass my two daughters time and time again when I pick them up at school and I'd see their friends. And really, I guess to Emma and little sis, uh, you know, I'm always wanting to know what what made you get attracted to the game of golf? What can we do to get more girls into the game? Because uh, that's that's been a big passion of mine to help more girls get in. Certainly, I've done a lot with women's golf, but I'm always interested for the, the girls of any age. What was that thing that made it exciting to do? Or um, I'd always ask my my daughter's friends that question and I get the eye roll and my daughters play golf but um you know it's more I guess to uh to little sis there or to Emma or I, I, to Breton too <laughs> Where are we? what can you do to, to get into golf what made you get into that I saw my brother hitting some golf balls and I and my brother made me interested into playing. What about dad? <laughs> Did dad influence you too? Um, no. <laughs> you know, Bobby, with, with, with Emma, it's, it's interesting because Bradley was four when he started doing lessons with me, and Emma was just one of those tag-along kids that – was like oh this is so boring and I remember when it was hot in the summer her just kind of like when are we getting out of here 
And now all of a sudden, sometimes, and Bradley will never admit to this, he, she's whooping up on him on the golf course. Right, Bradley? I mean, right, Emma? No. <laughs> so, Emma, what, yes. made you, what, what made you switch to being that tag-along sister to wanting to get into it? Well, I got sick of being the tackle-on sister. <laughs> I was tired of, like, just going in the golf. I was literally always golfing, and Bradley was always, like, out there playing and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it because I want to be out there. Because he was like – to me, I was like, wow. Like, I don't know why I always thought this, but whenever I was in the golf cart, I always thought Bradley was like, wow, that's like a professional thing going on down there. And I saw the trophies. I'm a sucker for trophies. So I was like, you know what? I want one of those things. And I want to be the one playing and people watching me. So then I just decided to play. <laughs> Breton, what, what about you? Because, you know, I, I know Emma and Breton know each other well. Um, actually, Jaden knows Breton well. One of the things, and I put this in my notes that I sent to Bobby about all the guests and about what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, I don't think that there's a kid that loves the game more than Breton. And I've, I've met a lot of kids that play this game. And I think all of you that know Breton can agree the, t the time that she puts into playing the game is kind of off the charts. And I know Danita and I've had discussions where she says, well, I tell Jaden, look at, look at Breton on Instagram. And, and, and the Parker parents have said that to the Bradley, if you would just practice like Breton practices. So one Brett, who was your influence? And then why, what gave you this drive to just get into it? Like you have over the last couple of years. Well, when I was little, me and my grandfather always go to garage sales, like just for fun. He'd take us to get donuts. And we popped into one, and the lady ended up giving me golf clubs just because. It was like, oh, well, you can have these. Of course, they were way too heavy and too big. And I asked my dad to take me to hit them. We went one day, and I hit a bucket, and I was like, wow, I really, I really like this. We're talking like persimmon wood driver. <laughs> so they were great, amazing clubs. Um, but once she, once she connected, you could see the twinkle in her eye like, wow, that was fun. I was able to do that. Uh, and kind of took off from there but what's what's been the driving factor for you to put in the time that you do because it, it is I mean again like I said I've had this discussion with several kids about how much time is necessary to reach goals and it's hard for kids to commit to things like like you're able to do so what is it well it's almost like you have a feeling that like you're so close and like you want to be able to shoot like consistently whatever it is and like you know how close you can possibly be and it's like all the like, you see the shots are hitting on the driving ring and you're like well if I practice a little bit harder doing those I can transfer it to the course and then once you play that round that's perfect or best score ever it's like the feeling that you want to happen again. Bobby follow up? Well um, you know before I forget um, because I got so many notes in front of me here, but uh, um, I love nicknames. And before we end this, uh, I, I, I want to get, does everybody have nicknames? Because all my youth programs I ran, everybody's got a nickname. To this day on Facebook, I'm still friends with Doc. That's Kelvy. He's up in Virginia. Uh, everybody had a nickname. I remember the nicknames were just so brilliant. And I wanted all the kids to give, give each other uh, nicknames because I thought that helped with the bonding. Um, it's just a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm so curious. Does everybody have a nickname? If not, we'll, we'll come up with one for you. Brent, do you, Brent, do you have a nickname? Do I have a nickname? Or for, Brent, yeah, who's your nickname? Well, I don't think I've told any of the kids this, but my nickname in high school and in college was Bundy. Have I told any of you guys that? <laughs> Remember some some of the parents might remember a famous a famous wrestler that went by the name of King Kong Bundy that used to eat turnbuckles and had a green tongue. So that was my nickname. And and there's still people to this day that never call me Brendan from, from back home. I'm not I'm calling you're Bundy from now on. I didn't <laughs> any of you guys have nicknames? 
Well, y'all sometimes call me Nacho. That's right. That's a good one. And I don't even know how you got that. It was because one time at GAA, I was like on the um, the simulator thing, Bob, and like we slowed down the video, and my face was like, <laughs> like it was like really bad. <laughs> And it looks like Nacho Libre, all y'all said. So oh, then you yes. You guys just called me Nacho. What That's from Bradley? Jordan. Yeah. Bradley, you have a nickname? <laughs> no, sure. Oh, I, we all call Bradley a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all got nicknames for Bradley. He, goes, he, he won't tell you, but we knew B Rad with him, and yeah. that was when he was smaller. So. What about you, Brett? You got a nickname? No. Well, you got a couple. B, Brett. Yeah. Nothing else. My homegirl. <laughs> Jaden, what about you? Nothing. We're gonna come up with one, and you're and you're gonna have to go by it from this this point from today, July first, two thousand twenty on. You have to go by it. Uh, Emil or Kayleen. Nicknames. No. You no. know, Emma called Emil. What um, were you calling Emil at camp? Emil's name is Emil. Drop the EO. Emil, drop the EO. Emilio. Because that's what you kept calling him at camp. Emilio. Emilio. And that's like not his name. <laughs> so, yeah. Dad made up that song. He made up a song for it. But I just call Emil that. I don't think I've ever called him Emil. I would say Emil. Here's a, it, maybe, you know, this, you can use this at some point, but, um, one of the neat things I did in my golf career has been in the room when we started this junior league. I was in the room. I was one of the people to help start this whole thing that you're in. And thank you to Brendan's expertise and leadership. And oh, I'd go out across the country, and as the tournaments got to the, the regionals and the nationals, I'd be on the first tee as a starter. And I'd been there as a little kid. I've been there as an adult in a pro tournament, and you got the butterflies. So I would always turn to everybody and say, hey, what's your nickname? And a lot of kids have nicknames, so I would announce you as with your nickname. So Bradley, I'd say, not next on the tees, B-Rad. Go let her rip, B-Rad. And everybody laughing. So they were, the Connecticut team one year had this little kid. I'm telling you, he was three feet nine. He was a little guy, Willie, Will Shoemaker. Uh, so I said, hey, there was a great jockey by that name, and we tried to come up with something. And um, he said, uh, no, I don't have a nickname. So at the end of the day, he came running up to me and he said, I have a nickname. And so he was all excited. And um, I think, what was his nickname? Like Bill, Big, Big Will or something. So um, it was just fun to be on the tee. And when I would do the nicknames, then everybody would look and go, that's your nickname? I thought it was this. And there, there was something about when you get to tournament golf, you're excited to be on the first tee and that's fun. You practice so much to be there, uh, but it is, it's, you should be having fun out there. So I was trying to convey that. And the nicknames were just a lot of bonding. I, I don't remember some of the kids in my program's names, but I remember the nicknames. And, you know, I'm going to chime in there because some of you guys um, might have seen Bobby before, but he he previously worked at, at PGA headquarters, and he he was in charge of junior golf. He was Mr. Junior Golf for the PGA with the inception of PGA Junior League, with drive, chip, and putt. Um, drive, chip, and putt was, was really his baby as far as the PGA was concerned. So um, if you watch any playbacks of drive, chip, and putt national championships, you'll probably see Bobby there. Um, and th that's kind of getting me to my next question. Who in here has done junior league or drive, chip, and putt? Um, and what do you think the influence of those types of programs have been on you? Whoever wants to start. Brenton will go. I'm going to volunteer her. <clears throat> um, well, I started playing junior league when I was seven, and I've obviously played since. So I've played five or six seasons. And I always think, like, looking back to my partner uh, when I started when I was seven, to this day, we're still friends with her and we've kept in contact. But to think that I used to be the seven year old playing with the older kid, now get, I getting to be the older kid. Oh, yeah, there's yep, the picture. 
Guys, what I think I'm going to do with all these pictures is when I edit the the video portion of the episode, I'm just going to play it like a slideshow of the pictures instead of sharing them through screen share. How old were you here, Brett? Seven. I think that was the first match. Seven. One of the first ones. That's awesome. I, I think it's cool to be the older person now getting to play with the younger kids and like teaching them routines and rules and stuff and being their partner is pretty fun. So how old were you? And let me get this right. This picture here that was drive, chip, and putt. Nine. Yeah, I think I, I think, think she was nine. she was nine, maybe ten. Um, there, that was at the. Uh, yep, the sub regionals. Uh, I think the tr I think the the coin was for. Uh, I think it was for drive. Oh, okay. She'll know better than me. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean it. I would just say you know, thank you for uh, one creating the programs because they've been they've been phenomenal um, opportunities to to fulfill what your mission was, which is to grow the game of golf. Um, but they're also just a lot of fun to have a competitive aspect and a fun developmental aspect mixed together. Um, and and we really see that the practices at the junior league allow for the opportunity, as Brett mentioned, to to help to. Uh, teach others to be a part of a team, but yet they still have the competition to go out and actually compete and um, and show others what it's like to compete at a, at a potentially a different level. She mentioned um, people that she played with the first season. We follow them today. We love to see how they shoot and score, and and they continue to be role models for um, how she performs and drive, chip, and putt. Just just the opportunity to think that you even have a chance to get to Augusta is pretty sweet. So. Uh, it's a lot of fun um, and, and something that she's really, uh, really enjoyed. So thank you for uh, everything you did to bring those forward. They were labor of love. Thank you. Yeah, and I want to uh, comment too, like as far as PGA Junior League goes with um, golf is such an individual sport, like the PGA Junior League, I think that's Brad, Bradley, just so you know, he's kind of in and out. He's like, I've been playing this a long time. I don't want to play. And then the very next day I'll say, okay, I want to play. <laughs> and I think the big, <laughs> the big piece of that is the interaction between other people. So like the camps and PJ junior league, he's like, yeah, I want to do it. I'm in with it. But he knows Brett in there is there, you know, Jada may be there. He knows these, all these, you know, other kids, Emil Joppio will be there, you know? <laughs> so he enjoys like, play you know playing with other kids and that's really important and the other aspect that i feel very passionate about is um and i think emma does too is girls in golf and i think it really gives the girls in golf to see that they can do it and that they are they belong on a golf course just like everyone else so i think it's it's really good it, there's a, always seems to be a lot of um girls in brendan's group and it's i think it's just a really good um way to bring them in and have them play with boys and girls alike and the boys respect the girls and the girls respect the boys and i think that's a really valuable lesson till the girl beats the boys <laughs> and then the girls <laughs> start beating the boys yeah and then drive chip and putt bradley had a really great experience his very first year there and um that it was really nice and and if anyone's watching this and they're thinking about putting their kid in there yeah it's only you know what nine shots but it's really fun because it puts pressure, a little bit of pressure on them, but it's fun pressure because they get to see all the different prizes that are there and they give them nice gifts and things like that. Um, and um, they really enjoyed going and, and it, it was a goal to work on those skills throughout the year and it really made them focus, especially with the putting and like and the chipping and really drawing that in. And Bradley's really good at chipping and putting and I think that's why. Emil, have you done drive, chip, and putt? Um, I've done it once last year. Um, I was disappointed that it was canceled this year. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been a lot of fun. And what what are your feelings, you you and your sister? What are your feelings about uh, PGA Junior League? Uh, I think it's a good opportunity to know what other kids or who else is playing at like a golf course that you would always go to? Yeah, it, that kind of, go ahead, sweetie. What do you like about PGA Junior? That 
like I get to make new friends and play and me and my brother could play, play together, like play golf together. You know what, little sis, I don't think you know, but I made the teams for this year's Junior League. We're going to have three teams, and I put all the girls on one team uh, with Coach Emma and Coach Ricky. Your dad's going to be the coach of that team, and your brother's on the team with all the girls. So you two, <laughs> so you two can play together. And I tell you what, when when I put put the lineups together, that's going to be a team that's going to be tough to beat. That one right there, Ricky. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying I, I hadn't told them, so this is the first time that they heard that. Um, but with, uh, I just wanted to say with Junior League, one of the best things that came out come, has come out of it for my two kids, they're seven years apart. There's no other sport or opportunity for them to be on the same team together. Right. And, um, and, and, and I'm going to actually ask Brendan to say something because uh, I don't want to brag on my own kids. But I, I love that they have the opportunity to be together and play together. And Brendan shared with me something the other day that I was very proud of. And if you don't mind sharing it, Brendan, I don't know if you remember about how Emil and Kyleen interact together. Oh, it's, 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 you see it with, with you two. You see it with the Parker kids. Um, there's some other brothers and sisters like the, the, the Ryan brothers that, that have a nickname. Jacob and Nathan, they're the Birdie Brothers. That's their Instagram handle. They were going to be on here too, um, but they're on vacation. I love seeing siblings playing the game together uh, because now the most difficult sibling pair that I know is, at least on my screen, the two sitting at the bottom of the screen right now, Emma and Bradley. But I think it's only because of their ages. Uh, what, you're 17, Emma and Bradley's 14. But even still, when they're out on the golf course together, they get along a lot better than a lot of brothers and sisters that are teenagers do. And, and I think, you know, whether the kids think about it or not, just the, the bonding that happens between not just siblings, as, as Ricky's alluding to, but the whole family. I know the Parkers, all four of them go out uh, on the golf course and play together and Ricky you and your family go out on the golf course and play together uh, Kevin you play with Brett quite a bit or you're at least you're out there coaching um, or caddying and, and helping her uh, through tournaments but I see you guys as a team just as much as anybody else whether it's her hitting all the shots and, and you just out there for support and you there is no other sport that you can you can say that about there truly isn't right now, yeah, go ahead, Amy. I was just saying, it's really awesome because, you know, Eric Eric wasn't able to do bowling anymore. And whenever he changed to golf, um, he could use bigger grips and different things like that. And all along, he got the kids into golf, so probably cause, so he could play more. But yeah, no, no, they were interested. Um, but the cool thing is, is that we know, like, lifelong this is a lifelong sport. And whether or not they go to college for it or work in the field or whatever, um, it doesn't matter because they can always play with dad and each other. And that's really important, I think. And, and that is unique to golf. Yeah. And, and the unique part about it is the relationships that you build with <laughs> new personalities and individuals that you meet. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's an opportunity to broaden your horizons through a game that you can enjoy your whole lifetime. Uh, not only as young, young, young adults or young children learning how to play the golf, but through your teens, through your, your college, your an adult life, you can always play golf. There's guys out there 100 years old still playing golf today. So that to us, that was the more – to me, that's, that's what I enjoy more is that we can go out there 15 years down the road here, God willing, and we can go play golf together. And we can yep. have our time, on, and we can challenge ourselves. We can play for a golden golf ball trophy. <laughs> we can play for shaved legs, bald heads. <laughs> Whatever they want to play for, we can play for it. Shave legs. Shave legs, wow. Yeah, they thought they were going to get me on that one. They it was actually have. waxed. <laughs> oh, waxed. But, you know, I, I wanted to bring Jaden in real quick into the fold. Jaden and his family just moved to a new house. And, and Jaden works, uh, Bobby, he works for me for our junior tour. 
Um, and so I, I do a lot of uh, picking them up and taking them to tournaments and dropping them back off at home. And we have a lot of interesting conversations um, in, during those car rides. So he says to me the other day, and Danita, you, you're put on notice right now. He, he said to me, you know, when we were packing up stuff and getting ready to move, we found some golf clubs that mom had. I said, do you ever think she's going to play? No, she's not going to play. <laughs> Danita, we've had that conversation many times. And yeah. so I'm officially with everybody that's on here putting you on notice that you should try to golf at least. Let's just start off with two times a month. How's that? Does that sound good? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I tell you what, Bob can agree. Everybody else can agree. It won't take but one shot. That's all it's going to take for you to go, yeah, why don't we play once a week? So four times a month. Why don't we play twice a week or eight times a month? Bobby. Yeah, Danita, I always tell people it's a, it's a game that's very easy to learn and you can love. If you want to master it, you take your lifetime. There's tour players. There's a exceptional talent level to get to things but if you just want to go have fun you want to play it by bob's rules i've got my own set of rules um I've, i'm batting a thousand in that in that baseball sense of getting people to just have fun you play golf the way you want to consume the way you want to consume the game and enjoy it and go have fun and don't worry about rules or anything like that there's there's one or two little rules you might want to um, maybe abide by, but, you know, I wanted to make a comment too. I think Amy, Amy touched on something. Um, I've had so many parents tell me in my travels before I was in my position at headquarters after that the connection they made with their kids on the golf course, it's the only time they really connected. And years ago, I've, I've been interviewed a lot by the media and I did an interview one time. And I said, the way society was going used to be Sunday dinner. It was a, you know, the family got around the dinner table on Sunday dinners Maybe golf can be the Sunday dinner at times. The fork and knife is replaced by the irons in the woods and the putter. Yep. Um, I, I had a lady one time come up to me in tears. She said the only time she could connect with her son was on the golf course. And she ended up finding out he, he was in a depressive state. <laughs> and so he, she, she didn't know this until they got on the golf course and they were playing golf and he really opened up. So I mean, it can be very, very powerful uh, and I just love to get families out there to play golf. I'm very passionate about that as well. Now, I'm, I'm looking for a picture here. Bob, I'm going to let you keep rolling with a couple oh, more yeah. questions. I'm looking for a picture here of Bob and myself, and I think Dottie Pepper and Alan Ranowski. Oh, oh. Bob, <laughs> you guys are going to get a kick out of this picture. But, Bob, why don't you go ahead with, with uh, another, another question for everybody. Well, um, I guess that's a question, but a comment, too. I, I hope, uh, you know, I used to tell all the kids in, in my program, and, and I say a lot of crazy stuff sometimes, so forgive me, but uh, I would tell the parents, I, I just want the kids in my youth programs to want to play golf. For life. I just want them to play golf for life and enjoy it, be in the golf ecosystem. There's something like 30 or 40 careers in golf. You, you can do really well in golf. I, I never really – put anybody on a path uh, intentionally to try to be on the tour. Some of the kids in my programs, they, they did pretty well, but uh, I was all about fun careers, um, the family getting together. And, um, you know, just, I would drop a lot of quotes from my dad in there. He, he would always say, you only get out of golf, what you put into it as an individual sport, you don't have teammates. And, and that can kind of be a, and I play, we all, hopefully you're playing some team events and, and junior league is one of those you can rely on a teammate, but there's something pretty impressive when you get older in life and you realize you had one shot to hit on this one hole and you pulled it off or you played one round of golf and you won the event or you played better than you ever thought you could play. When you get in school and you have to do something, you can look back on what you did in golf and hopefully that, that self-esteem and that accomplishment, that, that can help you. There's things I'm doing right now, right now, that I think back that I, I can do this because I, I did well in golf alone. It, I know it sounds kind of crazy. I'm not trying to get too dramatic, but um, just remember the things you're doing now on the golf course, they will carry you into other things in life. 
And it, it's, uh, you know, my dad would say, don't ever hit a shot that you're afraid to hit. Um, you know, do your practice and then, you know, commit to it. One thing he had me do, if you all want to try this, you know the phrase up and down, you're on the putting green and you have to, that, that phrase, you have to get down. Uh, have me do some bizarre up and downs, the craziest, crazy up and downs. But then in a tournament, when I had a challenging up and down, it didn't look so And again, that's a little bit more to the golf, the tournament golf. But um, he did not have me do lots of shots that were, the, the phrase is just, it's a piece of cake, it's a bread and butter, it's 150 yards from the middle of the fairway. He would have me do crazy shots, crazy. He would drop the ball behind a tree. He would talk about, you know, it was a little bit Errol Woodsy there. Um, but you know, give that a try. Next time you go to the, to the golf course, uh, try to find the most crazy situation and, you know, try to maybe drop a couple of golf balls, not slow a play or do some practice. And then when you get in a competition, you don't get so up, uh, uptight because you go, oh, I, I've seen this before. Uh, so I just wanted to drop a few of the old uh, dad quotes in there. Um, you still looking? Yeah, I'm still looking. But what you're, what you're talking about reminds me of what I did when I was a kid, too. And we had a group of, group of guys that used to play in high school together. Some of them were football players and basketball players. And some did dual sports like we're on the golf team with, with me. But we would spend all day at the golf course, and we would do the same thing that Bobby was talking about. We would, we would play for hours around the practice green, just dropping golf balls in the worst possible spots. And we'd let whoever won the hole pick the next shot. And we would, like, for example, drop people's golf ball in the bunker and then step on it. Or we would go, like, 20 yards into the trees where there's no shot, and that would be our next hole. And – I think you've got several people here that each of you could, could go out and do those things with. I know Bretton has some, some of the girls that she plays with uh, on a regular basis, but you guys need to do things like that and challenge each other and have fun with it. And, and Bob and I are both big proponents of making sure that you're doing something that's making you reach your goals, but always having a good time and having fun with it. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that, uh, I've done with Breton a few times here lately, and I think it's a tip. I'm, I want to give credit where credit is due. I believe we heard this at a girls' golf clinic uh, by the Rollins women's coach. Um, but they play a number of different games, and they talked about how they play to see who's actually going to play in the tournament. Right? They they have their their inner squad match to figure out who's going to play, and sometimes they'll have a uh, a game inside of a game, and the the opportunity is that you have a chance a certain number of times throughout the course of the round to tell the player to hit it again. And so that is, if they happen to be 150 yards out in the middle yep. of the fairway and they stripe it, it's right next to the hole. You get the chance to, to that shot does not count. Give them another ball and tell them to hit it again so that they can feel that perfect shot again and try to replicate it. And that's uh, something I've done with Bretton now um, quite a few times. I don't think she necessarily is enjoying it yet, but we will get there. Um, but it is one of those that it's a lot of fun um, to kind of put that pressure on to say, you know, you can do it. So now go ahead and, and let's prove it again. And when she pulls it off and she has pulled it off, um, I usually get a, a club twirl and a kind of a, <laughs> kind of a look like, all right, let's go. Um, but that, that's, that's just another one of those tactics that you both are talking about that um, brings some, brings some fun and a little, a little different to the game. And there's a whole variety of things just like that that, that Kevin's talking about that you can do. Like Bradley and Emma, I remember we did a playing lesson one time, and I had you both hit hit a drive and then play each other's play the hole out from each other's golf ball. Um, mm -hmm. So there's so there's different things like that you can do. I did find that picture. So so Bob is in this picture. You can I know it's a little. There's my daughter, believe it or not. There's me, the bald, skinny guy, like 60 pounds lighter. <laughs> There's Dottie Pepper, Alan Arnowski, Rich Beam. Bob's in that picture, though. He's, He's in the golf ball. <laughs> he is in the golf ball. That is, that's bogey, right? That was Dottie's book that she wrote. That, that was a fun day. And, and you know what? Incidentally, while I'm thinking about that and, and bringing that picture up, 
Um, there's all kinds of opportunities the game can bring to you and being on golf channel and two of you on this call. No, four of you on this call have been on golf channel with me before. And it, it's, it's a pretty cool, the, the doors that this game opens for you as kids is cool, but if you keep going with it and whether you get into the industry to work or whether you play competitively, it doesn't matter. You're all going to keep playing the game that I'm confident of. But you may play in a pro-am one day when you're 30-some years old because it's good for whatever business you're working in. And you may get paired with some celebrity athlete or some actor or something. So there's just so many different avenues and paths and experience that the game can bring to you. There, yeah, and I was going to follow up on Kevin's comments there. I, I just – and Brennan and I have the same mindset here. The more games you can play – that's where the game stays fresh and creative and not so just mechanical. Um, I've seen a lot of kids, and again, depending on where you want to go with your game, you go with your game. There's, you take it wherever you want to go, but um, I've, I've seen a lot of kids that they try to have a perfect golf swing and they lose the playability. Jade. And you're only human. You can't make – you're not a robot. And so that's why the creativity – um, learning different shots, the up and down stuff. The, as Kevin mentioned, uh, I my dad had a worst ball. He called it worst ball. So you know, mm-hmm. Kevin, I might hit it 280 right down the middle. I got to see up another one. I got to take the worst of the two shots. So every time I hit a shot, first I might hit one two feet. I got to hit another. Might hit it in the bunker. I got to hit two from the bunker. It's pretty hard even shooting par that way. But uh, he had me play from the ladies' tees on purpose to get comfortable shooting under par because he said, well, you're way up there. And then other times I had to play from the men's tee and only hit irons. So I had a lot. So that just made it really, really fun. I had friends that got burnt out uh, in the game along the way that, uh, but the more we can do games, I, I love that, Kevin. I love, I just, I thrive on the games uh, because I think it keeps it fresh and you, you just, the creativity is always there. You're just, you're going to have days where you're going to hit it everywhere. Bob, I don't know, and, and, and everybody on here too, I don't know if any of you saw this, but I think it was two weeks ago, uh, Jordan Spieth had a short video that they posted on PGA Tours Facebook page where they asked him, if you could do it all over again, what would you change? Did anybody see that? And he said, he, he, said, he said that he would have fun with the game now. And you can kind of see where that – maybe taking the fun out of it for him has his changed things for him a little bit. And he's, he's had some struggles the last couple of years. He's still a world-class player, don't get me wrong, but I think it just kind of dawned on him when they asked him that question that the fun factor is important. I, I always, I've said this for as long as I've been working with kids. I don't care if you're a plus-five handicap or, you know, just getting started – what what good is the game or, or playing a game because it's a game if you're not having fun at it? I don't care what level you're at. And doing things like Bob's talking about, what Kevin mentioned, you know, that's critical to you guys continuing to play the game. And I know some of you have had some rough spots along the way. You've had some tournaments. I remember myself having tournaments where I was crying all the way to the car and and when I say that, you might think, well, were you five or six years old? No, I was like 17 years old going to the car crying. So this game can do that to you. But you know what that means? It means that it matters and that you care about it. So use those. those. I, I know Bretton had a really rough uh, experience first time she went to Pinehurst. And I think that was, a, I don't know for sure, but just observing, I think that was a driving factor to her getting better after that experience up at Pinehurst. It was a great experience to see it and go through it, but the playing part wasn't the greatest. But I think you've made your greatest strides because of that, that you know, those rounds that weren't as good as you wanted to have. So yeah. go ahead. Oh, it was definitely motivation to see, like, everyone else playing so good. And then obviously wasn't my best. Worst round ever, best round ever, then worst round ever again. But it's definitely motivation, and I'm very excited to go back in a couple of weeks and try to 
obviously do better because I know I can do better. Is that for the U.S. kids, champ? Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, it's uh, interesting. I, I went to that a couple of times. One year they do a parent orientation, and John Bryan and John Godwin, good friends of Brendan and I, they, they run that orientation. And I was sitting in the room, and towards the end of the discussion, one of the Johns said, uh, hey, by the way, put your hand up, and I'll even ask all of you, you know where I'm going. How many times did Jordan Spieth qualify for the U.S. Kids National Championship? Zero. You've heard so this. Hands went up left and right, one, two, five, every year, blah, 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 and they said he never qualified. And so that was a reality check, but I think for a lot of people in the room, wow, so you do develop different levels at different times. It can be all over the place. So it was uh, kind of one of those deep breath moments for, I think, a uh, a lot of the parents that might have been thinking, well, my kids should be full or this stage, and uh, golf's just a different animal like that. And, I, and I'm happy to say, as, as we kind of get to the end of this episode, none of the parents, none of the kids on here ever would fall into that category of burnout ever being an issue or having issues with uh, – what we like to call helicopter parents or any, any of those innuendos or condensations that you hear about with that relationship between parents and kids is a, is, uh, is golf is concerned, not one of the families on this call. But like I said, we've had some moments. I remember a moment with Jaden in, in his mom, it, it's a, a little Linksters tournament where all three of us were crying because <laughs> He was so emotional about, you know, what happened during the course of that round. And you got to bottle that up and take it for what it is and, and use it as fuel to, to keep going and enjoying the game. Well, I th you know, that speaks to how you craft the culture, uh, Brandon. And I think it, um, all the programming I've seen in the country, the PGA pros, LPGA pros that are like a Brandon that, the culturally, I think that you can set the tone. So kudos to you for that. Thank you, sir. And kudos to you for the big programs, the ones that have really been moving the needle and, and all the work you've done for that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I do have a question for everybody. Uh, I guess the normal question, who's your favorite player, but is there a player on the PGA or LPGA tour that uh, you do look up to and like, kind of inspirationally or you like what they're all about and I guess could be your favorite player but um, somebody that you think has had an influence on how you look at the game um, well I've had one player when I was little like eight I went to the Symmetra Tour event at Aliqua and we were just sitting watching people finish and teeing off on the first hole and this girl's mom comes up to us and goes oh this is my daughter so we started talking and actually, I was going to a little Linksters class. We went to class, came back that night, and her daughter ended up winning the tournament, the Symmetra Tour event that day. So before she goes off to even sign her scorecard, her mom goes, oh, come over and meet this little girl. So she comes and autographs a ball for me. We take a picture, and it happened to, like, blow up on the Symmetra Tour's uh, Instagram, Facebook page. We come back. Uh, we got her Instagram, kept in touch. Then we come back next year and she invites me to come on a practice round. So I walked the practice round with her at Aliqua, and she's now on the LPGA tour. She just had a baby, but she sent me like a birthday present. We've kept in touch, Christmas cards, all that stuff. So she's been really inspirational to me. And her name is? Oh, and her name is Jackie <laughs> Stolting. Oh, Jackie, yeah, right. Yeah, Jackie's phenomenal. And so they had the opportunity to spend some time together, um, yeah. get to walk a practice round and really get to listen and, and learn. And so, She's been instrumental in sharing kind of an inside look. She shared, it was during the practice round, she shared with us a story that really hit home as we're trying to drive scores lower and, and trying to score better. Um, she shared a story about her career in golf and her path in golf. And I think it was, she stated that she did not break 50 in a nine hole round before she was 16 years old. Wow. And she won a national championship and is on the LPGA tour. She was the winner of the big break. Um, and so I, I know we had an aha moment kind of walking with her at that time. Um, and I, she's just been a, a really fantastic role model for Breton. 
Um, and so while there's lots of really, really great players out there, um, she really uh, is kind of the, the whole deal for us. That's awesome. Emil, who's your, who's your favorite player? And little sis, you go after your brother, okay? Okay. I don't really have, like, a favorite player or someone that I look up to to keep me going. I just think of what I can do with my time now playing golf. Okay. Little sis, who's your favorite golfer? My bottle. Yes. Good answer. <laughs> I love that. And I knew you were going to say that, too. <laughs> I had a 50-50 shot of your brother or your dad, but I've seen your dad play, so I, you're, you had a good <laughs> choice. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Coach Ricky. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I did, I did want to share this picture. I don't know if it's going to come through, but um, let me see if I can uh, turn that off. There we go. And uh, so this right here, we went to, well, we went to Puerto Rico, um, this is, uh, Maria Fernanda's bag and she is a, she also happened to play for the Gators and we are huge Gator fans. I'm a Gator alumni. So when we went to Puerto Rico and played at Palmas del Mar in Humacao, her bag was there signed. And so I had the kids kind of take pictures. And so Kylene is six. She just turned six. Actually, we went to Puerto Rico for her sixth uh, birthday. And I took the picture because I think that she might be a little bit young to remember names and, and recognize people regularly. But I took the picture because I don't know if later on in life she wants to identify with somebody. And here's uh, somebody of Puerto Rican descent that played for the Gators. Um, and she has this picture when she was six that she took with her bag, you know, in, in the club in Puerto Rico that she plays at. Um, That's cool. So, That's really good. Emma, who's your favorite player? Uh, my favorite player Eric is, Parker. is not Eric Parker. <laughs> <laughs> it is Mr. Ricky Fowler. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's definitely my favorite for many reasons. You were, bum, you were bum when he got married. I remember that now. <laughs> I was very bummed when he got married because I was going to get married to him. So if you're watching this, Ricky, you missed out. But, you know, it's okay. I guess Allison's all right. <laughs> um but yeah like Emil said I think the like biggest thing actually my mom said this and I doubt she remembers this but like the biggest thing that drives me is what my mom said a while like a long time ago I was like actually it was probably like last year I was getting like I wasn't sick of golf but I was like why am I not getting the results I'm wanting or whatever and my mom and I was like what if I don't make it to college I was worried whatnot and my mom said well when you get older, I don't want you to be saying, what if? I want you to be saying, I know you tried your hardest to get here. So don't say, what if? Work as hard as you can. So I think it's like the biggest thing that drives me right now. But do you have anything, Brad? Wow, well, that's a question. Who your favorite <laughs> golfer is? And then I turned it into something else. DJ, I guess. Okay. Bradley, do you have a, a favorite female golfer? We don't really watch the LPGA, They're which is really bad. There, so. no. Okay. Jaden, I saved you for last. Well, no. Yes, Jaden, I saved you for last. Because I don't know how much professional golf you watch. Oh, like none. <laughs> <laughs> well, then who's, who's your favorite golfer then? Um, Coach Brendan. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> oh. I, that's a great answer and you've you're probably you've probably seen me play more than anybody else on the screen here and you know what I like most about you is you never tell the secrets of how good or bad I play the game so thank you thank you for keeping secrets yeah. Bob any last questions before we wrap up this episode no not really just uh, I just love this form I love listening and understanding where kids are coming from I, you know generation to generation things change and a lot of competition out there now with social media and things that can take your attention so mm -hmm. golf's one of those last bastions of 
you got on the golf course and, um, you know, you just, it's about you or about the families getting out there. So I love to see families playing golf and I uh, hope you all just keep playing the game for a long, long time and your kids and your grandkids will be out there playing. Awesome. Thanks everybody. Um, this was Love of the Links episode. I don't remember what number we're on for season two. Um, but I really appreciate all you guys coming on here. We could have gone much longer. There were several different directions that I know I wanted to go. So we'll probably have to do something like this again sometime soon. So again, thanks. Uh, you can check out Love of the Links on all the places you get your podcast, Apple, iTunes. That's the same thing, Apple and iTunes. Uh, iHeart. Um, you can also catch us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, Here's a great one. Anybody want before we leave to promote your Instagrams? Because I know Breton is like an Inst oh she uh, look at look at her. She was ready for that one. <laughs> Any social media you want to share before we sign off? Oh well, my Instagram handle is Breton Scott Golf. So hit me up, <laughs> Emma. My Instagram handle is MMP Golf, and my blog is called Boots and Birdies. <laughs> okay, Bradley. Bradley. My Instagram is Bradley Parker Golf, so go give me some followers. Uh, Jaden, <laughs> you know, he does have an Instagram, but he only uses it to look at other people's pictures. Emil called me back. No, he doesn't follow anybody back. Uh, <laughs> Emil, what's yours? Yours and your dad's. Ours is called The Weekenders Golf. Okay. So check all those out. Uh, they're all pretty proficient, with the exception of Jaden in their social media <laughs> skills. Um, again, thanks, everybody, and we will talk very soon. Everybody have a good night. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Love of the Links Golf Radio. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our website is littlelinksers.com backslash love. You can email us at loveofthelinks at gmail.com.